Hello, this is Cassie, and I'm sitting here with Mr. Lavish T. Williams, and he's running for police commissioner of District 2. Hello, Mr. Williams. How are you today? Hey, how you doing? I'm all right. How about yourself? I am great. I'm great. Okay, so let's get into this. All the right. reason why you, what prompted you to run for police commissioner of District 2? Uh, I felt like at the time, the the individual that was in the seat was never at the meetings and it was, it was an empty seat. Mm -hmm. And uh, I kind of started to really pay attention to um, the roles of the commissioner at the same time. So that was uh, kind of like a gumbo right there. And I said, well, shucks, there's nobody in this seat and who else better to have this seat but me? Uh, seeing that the issues uh, that's at hand with what the police commissioner deals with. I felt like I was the perfect uh, fit. Okay. Now explain to the people, where is District 2? District 2 is the northwest side of Detroit, and it overlaps actually um, starting at 8 Mile and John R., Louis side, um, and it goes down to 8 Mile and Southfield, back up to 6 Mile, <laughs> over down to Oddmore, <laughs> then it crosses down to Lincoln. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, it loops around Highland Park, goes over there, focus hope. And uh, yeah, that little, little side of the uh, west side is uh, what covers District 2. Wow, wow. Okay, so when you take that seat, okay, because you're going to take the seat, what is the yeah. first thing you want to see happen? The first thing I want to see, I want to, I personally want to have a meeting of the minds with everyone on the board so that we can be all on the same page. And uh, I know everybody's mind, we think differently, but I want everyone to be on the same page as far as respect and respecting each other. Because we represent the city and we represent the citizens that elect us in this office. So that's one of my first goals that I wanna accomplish and get done is in-house with the other members of the board. Listen, we need to carry ourselves in such a manner and we need to be respectable, respectable of each other because we have a whole city watching us. That's my first thing that I want to take care of when I get in office. Second, which is the uh, second, which is the number one important thing. I want to hear the concerns and the needs of the citizens. That's where I want to start because I'm coming in new to this seat. It's civilian oversight, and it's a lot of things that's not being discussed or talked about. So I want to hear from the actual people, the citizens, the residents, the people that elected us to be in office. Those are the people that I want to slowly make my rounds to and hear each and every person. Although it's not likely to hear each and every person, but if I can get to each community and hear their needs, their concerns, their issues, that's where I want to start at. Great, great. I, I think what will help a lot with you and even like with ricardo moore you guys are thinking a similar the same thing really you are you're on the same okay. page so when he takes his seat for district seven and you are district two you're going to come together because that's exactly what he's thinking he wants okay. to get the inside the house together you know then okay. he's going to work outside work to the outside so I'm I'm really cheering for you all to go. Do you think people ever look at you and say, "Wow, he's look he's look look a little too young to be 
running for a police commissioner. Well, you know what? I, I hear that a lot. Um, as I've been out here campaigning, uh, people have asked me, how old am I? I'm 40 years old. <laughs> I just look good for my age. <laughs> I'm not the oldest. I'm, I'm still I'm still younger, but I am uh, 40 years old. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I do get that from time to time. But, but that's okay. Because what we need, we need a younger, active generation to be in office to carry the torch. Uh, we have, and no disrespect to anybody that's on the board now or any elected official, but how effective are you after you reach a certain age, especially when you need to be uh, boots on the ground within the community and actually talking to the people? So many times we get so disconnected from the people that put us in office. And me, myself, I'm still young enough to be out here. I'm still young enough to be actively involved, to listen and understand the millennials, still be active and able to listen to the needs of the citizens. I'm at that cross where I understand both sides. Mm-hmm. Now you bring them together and come up with a solution so that everybody can understand each other. So when it, when people ask me about the age, yes, I have gotten, yeah, you do look quite young, but age has nothing to do with that. You're, you're correct. You're correct. And the one thing that I like what you said is bringing the, the two together, the millennials, the younger people and the senior citizens together, because right now they're separate. And then there's that group in the middle. You know, Correct. you know, so it it is very important because I don't think a lot of these young people understand the importance of voting for one or no, I don't think they pay attention to like I was talking to my youngest daughter and she was saying, well, mom, I just look at you and say, hey, mom, who is this and what are they doing? She's not into politics at all. And that's where right. the problem is with some of these younger people. They're not into politics, but by you being the age that you are, maybe you can help bridge, you know, put that bridge and connect it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they're not being taught as I was when I was young. Mm-hmm. See, by the time I went to middle school, we were taught government mm-hmm. on a local, on a state, on a federal level. Mm-hmm. We knew when the election was. Mm-hmm. We knew the month of the uh, primary election. Now you have individuals out here. They ask me all the time, well, when is the election? See, see. So Why do I go to vote? So they're not being taught and they're not educated on voting. And no one's going out here teaching them. Ever since I've been campaigning, I have been teaching so many people, all different ages, about voting. And it's not just voting. It's the position of police commissioner because there's a lot of seniors out here. They don't keep up. Not everybody, but some of them, they're not engaged with the police commissioner. Mm-hmm. So I have to share with them the actual job description of the police commissioner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So they talk about you, how young you are and how great you look. And you're just this young man out here. And you're, you see the need for you to fulfill a, a seat, which you are going to fill. Um, do you see yourself doing any, like from police commissioner going further in politics, like taking on another position or running for something else later in, in life? At this moment, I can't say. Mm-hmm. 
and I and I only say that because I'm so focused on 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 this because this is where my passion is at. So I'm I'm doing it for the right reasons. So I I can't say what tomorrow might hold. Mm-hmm. I can't say how effective I might be today. And I say, hey, I want to go even further because me, I feel as if I am part of a change. And mm-hmm. I want to keep growing and developing and going into a different direction. As of now, I can't say that. Mm-hmm. So the thought is, is it, it'll always be there until it happens. Because I didn't think I was going to be in a, in a position running for a police commissioner. And fast forward to time, here I am now on the ballot. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> and you, you probably didn't even think, am I going to make it on this ballot? And you did. So it's something that and you're doing. Yeah, it's something that you're doing. Okay, so being a police commissioner and being in that seat, that means that you're going to have to work closely with police officers and the police chief. And most people don't know that the commission is the check and balances part of the police department. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Do you see like any changes or different things that need to be done that you feel that should be made um, in in the police department? Where do you want me to begin? <laughs> do we have enough time? Well, do you know the one thing I like I I, I always like discuss um, with uh, well I have discussed with Ricardo is I like the fact in the charter, they wanted police to get more uh, psycho psycho, uh, evaluations. I don't see what's wrong with that. They have a stressful job. I don't see why they were fighting that. I don't understand. Why do you think they were fighting that one part right there? But yet, they were talking about bringing it up later, but they were bringing it up in a different way. I mean, what do you think? can't say uh but off the top of my head i only could probably it has to everything has to narrow down to dollars and cents so i feel like maybe if they were to do that mm-hmm. shucks it might open up a can of worms for you know all types of liability and lawsuits that's just oh. a quick thought I'm, it's not a fact okay you know because it is a lot of mental health related illnesses that's going on in the department and just in life in general and we might not even know that we're living with these illnesses mm-hmm. i mean just check out covid yeah people are not even mourning the loss of so many people yet because we got so much other things going on in our everyday life that we can't even sit down and take a break so how can we deal with ourselves mentally on, on just that i've lost so many different people over the course of the year the last year and a half I haven't even had time no more. I just lost my grandfather in July, but I'm running this election, so I haven't even had time to really sit down. So who's to say how a person's mental state of mind is? It could be the slightest thing that triggers an individual off. Mm-hmm. So mental illness is is real out here. So we definitely need it. And you take the job of a police officer, they're dealing with far more than what one individual is dealing with because they're seeing things over and over and over. Mm -hmm. I mean, just imagine you take the uh, incident that happened at the gas station, the gas station station shooting. You had those officers there had to hold a baby inside of the car after their mother and father, after the mother and father was just killed. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of mental mental stuff going on right there. So, and that's just one issue that they have to snap out of it run to another call as if that one didn't happen. So you never know how 
the slightest thing could trigger someone's mind. Right, right, and that's true. And you know, even they, the one of those uh, police officers could have had kids. I mean, you know, it, it's just so much. Or either a daughter or a child that could have been their daughter or their son. You are absolutely yeah, correct. Absolutely. Yes. And it, desens- it desensitizes us. Mm-hmm. And not just when I say us, I'm speaking of people as a as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. look at look at the way we mourn now. Mm-hmm. When I when, when I was growing up, people mourned. They cried. They were sad. They were down. Not saying that's how you have to mourn, but nowadays individuals get killed. It's a party. It's a smile. It's happiness. But what's so happy about it? So, right. you know, the way, just the way the world has changed and what people, the way the world has made people feel is acceptable, what's not acceptable, it's crazy. It's all mental. Yeah. we uh, uh, One of the other things that I talked to with Ricardo was as far as the police department, just like you're talking about, um, could it, could the commission being a commissioner, could you like also suggest, well, maybe we need a social worker at the station that can help some people or, you know, like I have a girlfriend that her son was killed and when they came to the door to tell her, she said she wished it was someone at that time that could have sat with her to talk to her about different things or go over different things and I found out it's not there at the police department, but that was something that she felt she needed because the police came, told her what happened, talked to her, and left her. Left her, and she well, didn't know, know what to do. I know that the police department they have they have chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how they operate if they come out for different homicide things to go tell her bad news. I'm not sure, but we have to go even, we have to go back and take it back some. Um, People might need someone like the police or anyone to console them at that time. But now we're talking about how the image of the police are portrayed. The image of the police is not always portrayed as, hey, I want to um, talk to the police after I just lost someone. Which is where you have to, again, we have to come in, we have to bridge a gap, we have to be transparent, we have to let the citizens feel as if the police care. The police in the citizens' eyes are not always, they're not always good people. The police, they're not. And citizens, they don't feel comfortable talking to the police. So um, the thought is great, but in reality, Certain actions from certain officers leave a bad taste in citizens' mouths, and they're not easy. They're not easily um, receptive to wanting to talk to law enforcement. Yeah. So we have to find some type of way to 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 bridge that gap to make them, you know, feel comfortable talking to police officers, especially when you have um, police officers that ride up and down. Uh, certain areas of the city jumping out on young black men. Mm-hmm. That, that's a problem. Um, all, all young black men or black men in general that stands out in front of their house or in a huddle, they're, they're not selling drugs. They're not doing anything mischievous. But 
you have officers that jump out with their badge, with their body armor on, with their chests out, intimidating citizens. So when you have a lot of officers doing that, that's that's not that's not going to be great community policing when the police are calling on the citizens. Mm. It's, it's, it's not. Mm. You know, you have to have officers that know this area that are involved because mm-hmm. the the era that I'm living in right now, I'm seeing these young kids. They're not like the teenagers that I was and older when I was coming up. You might have a group of uh, teenagers. Some of them, they look like grown-ups. Mm-hmm. And they're huddled outside. In their appearance, you might think, hey, they, they might be doing this, but they're talking about some video game and stuff. Mm-hmm. Being key. Mm-hmm. But you, you have a police officer jumping out the car harassing them. Mm-hmm. That's trauma right there to an individual. So yeah. how can we work on that? Right. What's the procedure? Do right. you just look trouble? Do you just intimidate individuals? So we had to get down and speak on those issues as well. Right, right. Now let me ask you, what high school did you go to? I went to one of the best high schools in the city. Don't say Cast Tech. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. King. I went to Mumford. I went to Samuel C. Mumford. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. It's on, down the street from McKenzie. Okay. Okay. So do you have any kids, um, Mr. Williams? Yeah. Yeah, I have children. I have boys. Oh. Boys. Men. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Do they be out helping you or are they Absolutely. babies? Oh my goodness, do they? Yeah, yeah, they be out of me uh, walking. Everything I do, I, I I like to do with my children. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, they're always involved some type of way. So, do they understand what you what you position you're running for, and have you talked to them about why you feel you you want to do this? They understand Minecraft video games. <laughs> 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 That's what they understand. <laughs> but however, <laughs> now I don't understand Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, they, they and Fortnite. Fortnite—that's the other one. But I, uh, I tell them about what what Daddy is doing. I let them know what he's running for in a quick description. I'm constantly saying that, so now my children they know. They don't fully understand mm-hmm. what they know okay. because they're only, you know, they're, they're 10 and 11 still mm-hmm. growing. Yeah. But they know that it's an election coming. They know that daddy's running for police commissioner. Okay. They know we have to go out and talk to people. We have to campaign. Okay. Yeah. So they are abreast to some of the things that I'm doing. And as far as what the job description is. You never know. You might be raising a civil rights lawyer. Just absolutely right. You know, you just never know. It's very important. I think that kids be involved in things like what you're doing. It's 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 because a lot of things are not taught in school anymore. Not at all. So what you're doing is is nice. So I know you have businesses. Could you tell me what businesses that you have? Yeah. So I own lavish towing. Okay. Let me say this because towing is such, oh my gosh, towing this, towing that. Lavish towing is not affiliated with the city of Detroit. Okay. 
Lavish Towing is a independent owned tow company owned by myself. Okay. I answer no one but myself. Okay. Okay. So there's it's, it's no city involvement in the way that you look up on the news every other month and you hear about everything that's going on. Lavish does not even want to be involved with the city. Okay. Um, I do very, very well being independent. I'm able to make a great living for myself. In addition to that, I own Lavish Car Wash and Detail Center. Yes, it's a full service hand car wash located in Detroit, Livernois, and Joy Road. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Outside outside of that, I have a uh, mentoring group, which is Lavish Mentoring, and we mentor at-risk youth. Okay. I was in the schools, in the Detroit public schools, as a uh, vendor for the state um, prior to COVID happening. And mm-hmm. what we do, we try to um, educate young people and get them ready for the workforce. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, we have different programs such as proper etiquette, uh, dressing for the part, dressing for an interview. Um, filling out an application, learning how to work, uh, job skill training. That's that's what we do because I was a young I was a young individual at one point in time, and I didn't have positive uh, role models all the time. What I ended up having was people that was telling me what was cool and what to do. And you grow up and you try to fit in, and you say, well, if they're doing that, then that's what the cool people are doing. So me, I try to guide them away from what the uh, public says is cool when I know different. Wow. You know, I let them know that it's cool to be yourself. You don't have to fit in with what they do. Be yourself, and then you will be just as cool as they are. Because a lot of times, people try to fit in with what they call the in crowd. Mm-hmm. And when you're like the oddball, you don't even realize how much effect that you might even have uh, on the person that you think is cool because they're looking at you for being totally opposite and wish that they had the courage to be and do the things that you're doing. So uh, that's what I try to instill with the individuals that I do work with. Okay. And you also have a podcast yourself, don't you? Yeah, I do. I uh, have a podcast, Lavish T. Williams. I'm all on the major uh, streaming sites, iHeart Music, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts and all of the other major ones out there. I have not been very, very, very active, but I'm just slightly active only because of this election. It's been taking so much time. Yes. It's been taking so much time away from me. But right after that, I'm going to be uh, giving back to the people and putting on some good podcasts with some great interviews. And my podcast, we talk about things with substance. Okay. I don't put out there a lot of foolishness because we live in a world that's already enough foolishness going on out there. That's, that's, that's true. That's absolutely true. Now, by you having the podcast and you the, the all the different businesses and you sitting on you're going to sit in that seat for District 2. You're going to sit in that seat for District 2 because your whole energy is supposed to be there. Because I you okay. just feel I just feel so positive about it. And I'm I if I could vote, 
for you, I would, but I think they that they break them down for the districts, and my district is seven. So I'll be re- voting for Ricardo. So both of you being on there and your mindsets are basically so close to the you know same as the warning things. The thing that the most people are talking about in the city of Detroit is crime. Crime, crime, crime. Why is it so much crime? I could, would you be able to use your podcast in discussing some things like that? Or would you stay away from it? Um, to answer your question, I'll be willing to discuss those things in crime prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, to hear what we can do to prevent certain crimes from taking place, how mm-hmm. we can deal with it, hear the um, most serious crimes that's going on. And I mean, as of right now, I think it's going to be homicide. Oh, homicide yeah. of possible uh, robberies. But then again, um, who's to say? Because these uh, reports, they're always coming back inactive uh, and accurate. So, um, yeah, I would love to address uh, crime. I mean, yeah. who doesn't want to reduce crime in the city? Yeah. We want yeah. Safer neighborhoods. We want safer neighborhoods. We want to feel comfortable sitting on our porch without having to fear. Because mm-hmm. nowadays, the world that we're living in now, we're not letting our kids just run out the house and they're gone all day. They're going off the block. They're all through the neighborhood because we're not living in the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. Where if yeah. you come home when the street lights going, you pretty much have to walk and be outside with your children as they're riding their bikes up and down the street. So, yeah, safer neighborhoods is a big concern. Okay. We're going to take a break right now. But when we come back, we're going to get more into um, the the seat of commissioner. So we'll be right back. Okay. Hello, we are back now with Mr. Williams running for uh, police commissioner in District 2. Um, first of all, I'd like to say I love the fact that you have your boys working with you because boys need that positive that and show positive things to them. So as they grow up, they can be a part of society in a positive way. Is it anything you... Right. You anything else that you do or um and working with them or is it any ideas other ideas you have working with the commissioner um seat? Um no, he said any ideas. Um no, I mean I don't I don't have any ideas besides bring people together and have more people be it actually involved, actively involved in what's going on in the role of the police commissioner. Uh, that's that's pretty much the only thing that I actually really have going on as far as this role in this election is, uh, as, as it's going on, to have people involved and engaged in what's going on. Because we need more younger people engaged. We need people um, to know what's going on. So many times we complain about things that's going on out here. But listen, if we're not voting, we're part of the problem. Everybody wants to make a big fuss when something happens, but where were you at when it was time to vote? Where were you at when 
we had these issues on the table and you could have said something, you could have made a difference at that particular time. So you have a lot of people that complain, 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 complain. Even now to this day, today, people, oh, I don't vote, I don't want to hear that, I don't want to be involved with that as I'm campaigning, they'll brush you off. But seven months from now, when the news covers a story and they talk about something that's going on within the city, now you have all these people with all these different opinions, all these people in an uproar. But where were you at when it was time to be heard where were you at on election day that's a very big deal that's a very big uh issue or problem that we have it is the engagement of individuals and citizens within our own city we got so many opinions and we don't do anything about it okay so as you out campaigning and once you take your seat you're going to be back out in the community are you going to encourage people to come to some commission meetings yeah, I'm definitely going to encourage them. Hey, you don't have to come to everyone, but be involved, be engaged on what's going on. Pay attention to these meetings so you can see how impactful that they are. Pay attention to what the job consists of so that you know who to go to when you have certain needs, concerns, issues, and problems. You need to know. Don't be in the blind. When you're complaining about citizen complaints not being heard, you need to know who to go to. You need to know to contact your police commissioner, and you also need to know who your police commissioner is. So many different people out here, they do not know who their police commissioner is. Also, they didn't even know that they had a police commissioner. Mm-hmm. My yeah. whole job is to let it be known, listen, you have a police commissioner, mm-hmm. and this is what your commissioner does. Okay. You have a problem, you contact me, mm-hmm. and I'm going to find a solution for it. Right. So people, you're going to let people know that they can contact your office to to solve whatever problem that's in the district. They'll call you. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And if it's something that I can't solve, then we're going to find the person that can. Okay. That's what we want to do. Okay. We don't want to leave you just hanging from a tree. We don't want to leave you just hanging, dangling out there, not knowing. I don't. Okay. Okay. Was your father a preacher or anything? Because you were preaching to me right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually he wasn't. (laughs) You are preaching to me because people do not know that there are police commissioners. They do not know that you can go to a police commissioner and file a complaint about what's going on. They, They don't know. Okay, I maybe because some are just not where you can walk up and talk to them. I don't know, but they don't know that there are police commissioners that sit for each district. Now, let's talk about district. Now they're getting ready to line it up a whole different way. And people are complaining like they're cutting out the people in the city of Detroit. Do you think they're going to cut your district in any way? Have you heard or seen? Well, so are we talking about on on the uh, state level or on the city level? City level. I've been hearing on both sides. Yes. And on the city level, um, I haven't really went too in depth in mm-hmm. the research on it, only so occupied on this election. However, when we do talk about districts, we have my district. I'm going to speak on my district. We have District 2. District 2, the police station in District 2, the primary police station is the 12th precinct. Oh. However... Outside of the 12th precinct, the second district, District 2, overlaps the 10th and the 8th precinct. 
Okay. So we're overlapping two other precincts. Okay. Okay. If you do the, if you redistrict those uh, areas, maybe they will be doing it so that the 12th precinct is solely district two. Okay. 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 Um, district, but then, you know, and then you have, um, you have like district one, district one shares the police station with number six, number eight. And if I'm not mistaken, it might share it with the second precinct. Okay. Because they overlap. So maybe if they were redistricting, if they were going to uh, redistrict it for precinct per district, that's something. But I, they have to bring it more to the table so that the citizens and the residents can get a better understanding mm-hmm. of it and what's going on. Okay. Okay. And then when you talk about stuff on the state level, you talk about the districts and, you know, you have some districts that overlap Detroit with um, Harper Woods. Mm-hmm. Overlap on the other end with Livonia. You mm-hmm. have a small portion of that district that's, that overlaps into Redford and Livonia and so forth. And then over here. So are we talking about just leaving it within Detroit? Mm-hmm. Okay. We have that district over there, overlap out there. So I personally have to really do more research in there so that I can actually see what they're talking about mm. and kind of understand the purpose and the reason for it and to see if it will benefit us mm-hmm. or if it'll hurt us. Okay. Yeah, because I think each commissioner really should know what's going on and who, what, you know, who's part of their district so they'll know exactly what what's going on in their area you know so you know what issues and problems how, how to help solve them so i really think they should really involve you all in what's going on as far as that because police commissioners people may not know are very you guys are very important you guys are very important i remember ron scott um which who my he grew up across the street from me or lived across the street from me um, he was always at the meetings talking about what police were not doing or what they were doing because people would come to his organization and talk to him. I don't know if you know Ron Scott. He passed away a couple of years ago, but he has an organization, um, that he was, that he, you know, found and it, he was there all the time, all the time. Because he felt it was so important. And he did not just cover his district. He knew about everything that was going on. And that's the other thing. When you get, when you sit in that seat, are you going to try to be aware of what's going on in your district as much as possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, outside outside of this election, I'm active in my, in my district. Okay. 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 No that that plays a that plays a factor. Um, you're not just hearing or seeing me because of the election. Okay, I've been here. Okay, it's just that you were. It's just that people were they were not paying attention. I've been in the room. Oh, I was just in the back. Oh, me? yes, well, I've been here. Yes, <laughs> it's just that I, yo, you know the people they wasn't seeing. Me. Okay, they wasn't focused on. Mm-hmm. But I was just paying attention to them. Okay, I was checking out what was going on. 
Okay. And I was in this little, I was in this little box over here, but keep my eye on everything that's going on. Uh, over here, it's just that now people are seeing me in a different light now. Mm-hmm. Before it was just that's lavish, that lavish over there. Now they're getting this campaign political. He's on a campaign uh, uh, go. He's on a campaign page trail thing right now. That's the lavish that they're getting right now. Mm-hmm. So of course they're gonna look at it. They're gonna look at me in a different light because hey. Where did this guy pop up from? Yeah. No. Yeah. This guy's guy been here. It's just that you wasn't paying attention to him. Okay. So do they have meetings for the commissioners in different areas or always at the same place? Well, right now, because of COVID, they're all virtual. Okay. Okay. But uh, typically, they would have uh, a meeting at uh, the police headquarters, the, the public safety uh, headquarters building. Mm-hmm. And then I forgot Thursday was there one uh, in each district. Okay. Okay. So you have you have a meeting somewhere within the district. Okay. Which open to the public, and these meetings been open to the public. Just a lot of people just haven't been coming. To they them just don't come. No one talks about the police commissioner's role. You don't hear too much about the police commissioner's role until some officer is in trouble. Okay. All right. Now, heaven forbid, you don't win. Are you just going to become lavish in the back room or are you going to stay lavish that's in the front, the leader, that and and make sure that your face is still known at the commission meetings? Well, if lavish does not win, lavish is just going to start teaching the class okay. even more. Now I'm going to have to ex- excel because I'm going to show you the reason why. You should have elected because right now I'm, I, I got started. Mm-hmm. Right now I, I've got started. It, it's been a fire. A fire has been set off. Uh oh. And it's going to take a lot. Of, it's going to take a lot to put this fire out. Okay. Okay. I don't see this fire going out no time soon. Great. Win or lose, you're going to know because now it's going to tell me, lavish. You just got to burn a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. You got to light this flame up a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. You got to make it a little bit bigger because mm-hmm. the next time they're going to know we can't avoid that fire. We can't All right. avoid that heat that's coming through here. I- so me, no, you're not going to see, you're not going to see me as I've seen some in the past. Mm-hmm. They slowly disappear. I yeah. want to be here. I mean, I'm here every day. I'm so approachable. Listen, I'm here in the neighborhood, in the community, in District 2, all through my district, literally every day. And it's every day throughout the whole district because I travel. Okay. I'm in and out of school. I'm in and out of places. So you're win or lose, you're going to see me every day. The difference is going to be now more people are going to know who I am. Okay. Okay. So my engagement with people is going to be a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. And as the meetings come around, now when I walk into the room where I get in, we know who this guy is. Mm-hmm. He's going to be heard. So when it lose, you will continue to uh, hear from me, and I will be very visible to the individuals because now I have a goal, and my goal is to make this position so that I can spark the change that needs to happen. Okay. So it's no question. Qu- 
All I, right. I don't even have to push in my blood. All right. But see, you're going to have the seat. You know that, right? If the seat <laughs> is yours, what I want. The, seat the seat is, is yours. Mine. Yep. It is done. It is yours. And I really appreciate sitting here talking to you. I love your energy. And I, I really do see you in that seat. I really do. And they need I, you. Tell me about it. They need you because you are younger than some of the ones that's sitting there now, you know. And then Ricardo is yeah. only like six years older than you, so the two of you, boy, oh, they, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be like my vision. Because we're. Go ahead. You have people like me, Ricardo Moore. You have individuals that's not going to be scared. To speak up and that's what you need someone that's not going to be scared to speak up yes it's not right we're not just going to agree on something to agree on we're not here to make friends we're here to serve the people respectfully all right well it's been good talking to you oh i can't wait i can't wait so I'm going to call you and I'm going to say, I'm call Kelly. I'm going to say, because I'm going to be looking. I want it to happen. I really do. And I promise that I will let people know uh, all about you because you, your businesses, and I love the way you interact with your sons and everything about you because I watched you when I was in. I said, oh, let me check him out. Oh, okay. Okay. And then Mark said, yeah, yeah. that's 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 Lavish T. Williams. I said, oh, okay. All right. He said, you should get to know him, Cassie. You should get to know him. I said, I said, y'all always trying to get me to know somebody. <laughs> but I'm glad I met you. I am so glad I met you. And yeah. congratulations. I'm telling you that now. Congratulations. And I thank you so thank much you. for joining me. And I look forward to seeing more of you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, next time I see you, I'm hoping that it will be Commissioner Lavish. Uh-uh. You will be Commissioner. I mean, like, well, hello, Commissioner Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I will make yeah, sure yeah. that. I will. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and we're just gonna. I'm gonna sit with Kelly and say, "Okay, you did it, girl. You did it." <laughs> Absolutely. And then it just. And then also, let me let me share this with you. Mm -hmm. It's it's going to show other individuals that you can do it too. Yes. Yes. You no. Know? So it's not. It's not just. It's one. I know what my goal. My end goal is. I know what my goal for sitting on that seat and on that board is, but it's also to show the people around me that sky is the limit. Sky's the limit. Yes. You can do it too. Because so many oftentimes, you know, a lot of people, they don't get certain opportunities. Yes. Or when opportunities come, they don't take them. Mm -hmm. Some people watch the growth of individuals and they say, wow, I can't believe he went from here to here to here mm -hmm. and he kept going and he kept going throughout all types of negativities of life. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that I can encourage someone out there mm -hmm. to keep going. Yes. Whatever their goal is, whatever their dream is, whatever their passion is, keep 
going. Yes. Keep going for it. Keep going for it. Keep going for it. Yes. Don't and, stop. And, and I need one to believe because I'm not a politician. I'm a realist. Oh, okay. And I state that. Mm-hmm. I'm a realist. And I understand reality. Mm-hmm. I'm not the guy that's sitting up here telling you all types of stuff, shaking your hand come November, but then in January, I don't even know you. Okay. So I'm the guy that wants to be involved. I'm hands on. Okay. Yeah, so I'm letting people know, hey, this individual right here, if he can do it, I can do it. If he can grow, I can grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I'm speaking on people of all ages. Let them know, man, it's never too late. Follow your dream out. Forget what the naysayers say. Yes. You got to follow that dream out. Yes. And nobody going to listen. While they chatting you on to do this and that, let something change to see where they're going to be at. So you got to worry about you and yourself. Yes. I like that. Absolutely. Follow your dreams and nothing is impossible. N- nothing at all. I like that. And that's what I'm going to put up. I'm going to say that, make that a statement. Uh, Mr. Lavish T. Williams running for commissioner for district two said his, and I quote, follow your dreams and don't let nobody defer you from what you want. Nobody. Cause it's so easy for us to fall off track. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. And again, I'm going to say, Commissioner Williams, good luck <laughs> on your seat and your term as commissioner. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this has been Cassie Talk, and I'm sitting here again talking to Mr. Lavish T. Williams, running for a commissioner for district, police commissioner for District 2. Thank you for, so much for joining us. Bye. <laughs>